Alright y'all, this is Courtney and I'm here with my pretty much first podcast, I like to say like my first real one. And I'm going to be talking about navigating white spaces. But before I even get into all that, I just want to make one thing clear that this is not supposed to be perfect. This is supposed to be run like a conversation. And in conversations, I stumble over my words. I definitely do. I will say a lot of likes. I will say a lot of ums. I will mess up anything that I'm saying because that's just who I am. So I just want you guys to be prepared for that before we even get started with this whole thing. And yeah, so like I was saying, this podcast is going to be about navigating white spaces. And this is going to be my personal opinion. I'm not saying this is the same experience everyone has gone through, but this is just my personal experience and all of that jazz. So I like to start from the beginning and how I started from, or I started at least from what I remember, is from kindergarten when I started uh, attending a predominantly white school. And ever since then, it's been really a challenge trying to find my identity. I mean, like, I've always felt the sense of, like, I was, like, too black for the white kids, but too white for black kids. Almost as, I I really hate saying that it's like, like, are comparing it to like a mixed person's or a biracial person's experience. But I mean, I did feel as though that I wasn't, I wasn't fitting into either crowd. And it was really sad because even at a young age, my parents put me in lots of activities that would, that were with people of my race and my color, my identity. And it really just showed me the huge disparities between the two communities. I mean, like, where I grew up, people had a lot of people have a good amount of money. I mean, they definitely are secure financial wise. And then when I went to activities and I was around my friends' families, they didn't have that same privilege. They didn't have the financial security. And it just made me, I probably couldn't say that it was like, oh, this is a huge disparity. But I could definitely say that it was a big difference. And I didn't enjoy the difference. And that just kind of reinforced just like how hard it was to find my identity at such a young age and even as I like started to get older like older elementary even in middle school even in high school like all my advance or honors or just like anything like that any type of those type of courses nobody looked like me in them and that also reinforced it like the huge disparity between people who look like me and people who are at my school. And it's so disappointing because I it just really affected like how I had to find my identity. It really made it challenging to figure out who I really was. One time I really can remember is um, I was in elementary school and they had recess before picture day. Now, if you are a black, if you're a black girl, even a black boy, but if you're a black girl, you really know, especially if you're active, you should never have recess before picture day because my hair was looking laid and slayed. My parents knew that I was going to be looking fire in them pictures. And when they saw me on that picture day with my hair all frizzed up and pooped up, they were definitely disappointed. And all I could say was, oh, I had a fun time at recess and blah, blah, blah. No, no. And while I do understand that schools cannot make it like their number one priority, like black kids and their experience, they can take into account 
our feelings and take into account our experiences and try to adjust what they have set up for our sakes. Even in high school, let's say swimming. I know a lot of other schools do this, but we do. Where I go to, I live in St. Louis. And what happens in our school is we have a swim unit. And I am awful. I know how to swim. I love to swim. But it's really important to me, at least, to know how to swim. And I can understand why they have a swim unit. But they give us 10 minutes after we swim to dry off, put on our clothes, do our hair, and go to our next class. That's not okay. That's not enough time for someone with thick, black, curly hair like mine. I don't, ha- I don't have thin, manageable, like 10-minute manageable, I should say, hair. I need, I need to, you know, get myself in the style. And I was lucky enough to at least have the class last period. But I know lots of my other black friends who had their first period definitely said it was a huge struggle trying to figure out what to do with their hair and make it look presentable enough so that the white, the white, priority or not priority the white population I should say the white population would be able to like digest your natural or digest their you know whatever hairstyle they had but that those are definitely like the main huge milestones that I can remember that really made it hard to navigate through my white space and as I got older once I entered middle school It came with a whole nother set of challenges because I still had that I'm too black for the white kids and I'm too white for the black kids mentality that it just made me feel like it just made me feel like an outcast. And I had a best friend, actually. I had a couple of I had a couple of friends, but mainly me and my best friend or my best friend, I should say my best friend. and I we literally made a group for the, the black outcast. Yes. Very corny. Yes. Don't even get me excited about it. But we were literally like the black outcast. And I mean, by the end of it, like it really did, it supplemented it for us. But I don't think any child, any kid, any teenager, any tween, anyone should ever have to feel like they're an outcast and make a group for their own. It's so sad. And so I entered freshman year. And I mean, after I started to gain more and more like black friends, I still had the mentality of just like, oh, just there's a huge disparity between the black and white kids. I mean, I'm privileged. I'm glad I'm privileged. But it's so sad that like there's so many other people who like don't have the same opportunities as me and don't have this and don't have that. And so my parents put me in this program. It's called the best like the best healthcare institute. Best program. Okay, not the actual name, but the best program I'm saying best is the best program that like almost ever been to I am so glad that I went to it because it showed me that there's people who look like me who are driven who are determined who are intelligent who are just all these amazing attributes that they have and that I'm not alone that there's like because best the best summer healthcare institute they admit minority students. So all these people that are my age, all these kids are just like me. They're, they're minorities. I, I found my group that's not just the outcast. I found my group that's, I mean, we're amazing. Like, we are just, that definitely showed me a different side of my community. And it definitely gave me the confidence to enter my junior year because that was my sophomore summer. I like to call it my sophomore summer because... 
it was just so impactful to me. But when I entered my junior year, I was so much more confident. I was unapologetically black. I was just so proud of my blackness that I walked into them doors and I was like, yep, I own this place because I'm confident within myself. And I'm so glad that Bess did that for me. So when I went back, you know, trying to navigate these white spaces again, I actually took a different approach and I made space. I didn't, I didn't go off in the corner and make my little group of outcasts. I made, I made sure my voice was heard. I made sure I had space to share my opinions. So some of the big, the big huge things I would like to say that I think of, of my junior year is my history class and just vocalizing that I'm going to HBCU. But let's just start off with history class. So in my history class, I took the normal US history. I mean, that literally the entire US takes is pretty basic, pretty just, you learn about the white history practically. So, and I wanted to take a different approach. I didn't want to just sit in the back and get my A's and just go on with the class, no. I made sure my voice was heard. I wanted to tell the black story as much as I knew. I mean, I'm 16, 17 years old, so obviously I didn't know all the information about it. But I did share what I did know. I did make it apparent that I mean I wanted to share the black story. And I'm so proud because my teacher actually let me make that space. My teacher actually... I mean, he probably didn't agree with every single thing that I was saying, but he definitely understood that I needed to be heard. And my entire class definitely had these huge monumental discussions that also helped me with my test, first and foremost, but helped me remember the like big concepts that I needed from U.S. history that I can carry on for a lifetime. So I'm super glad about that. And also, I wanted to save to vocalizing that I wanted to go to HBCU for last because... The history class also made it like a 110% sure that I was going to HBCU. And I mean, I always wanted, like I always had it on my list. I always had an HBCU or two on my list. But it wasn't until like best and it wasn't until my history class that I was like, I 100% want to go. And then my new challenge was just vocalizing it. I mean, I'm in these honors classes. I'm in these advanced courses that... All the people around me don't look like me. I'm always, like, the only black girl or, like, the only black person. It's always something that's just, like, making me, like, stand out in a quote-unquote negative way. So when I did finally, like, start talking to, like, the people who didn't look like me in my honors classes, and they would be like, oh, I want to go to Duke. I want to go to UNC. I want to go to USC. I want to just go to UCLA. I want to go to these big, huge colleges. I was like, yeah, like... If I say I want to go to HBCU, they're going to go into the automatic, um, like, does something happen? Like, you sure you don't want to push yourself more? When I want to go to HBCU, not just for the experience, obviously for that, but to be around people that I look like, to be around so many driven and intelligent and determined people just like I had in best in HBCU. So I don't think they really understood. So I took the the information that I learned from like my confidence and I took my determination that I had in my history class of making space and I made space in all my honors classes and all my conversations that I had with my honor, my other honor students because then I actually started vocalizing, yes, I'm going to HBCU, yes, I'm proud, yes, my grades 
are great. Yes, my nothing happened. Nothing. I'm pushing myself to my fullest potential, you know? So 110%, it was a journey. Like, I mean, I'm glad I went on the journey. Obviously, like, it was hard going through some of the things that I did go through and, like, taking the journey of not knowing myself and not knowing my identity to figuring it out and gaining my confidence that I have now. So I'm super glad that I did. But to all the people who haven't reached, you know, confidence and being sure of themselves, I just want to say you're definitely not alone. I I was lucky enough to have a friend, our best friend, that um, went through that process with me. But if you don't, like, you guys can always reach out to me. Um, I have an Instagram page, princess underscore Courtney. Um, Snapchat, Courtney Player 7. Um, but, yeah, those are, like, good places to reach out to me because I want you guys to know that you're not alone and you guys can reach out because sometimes, like, I mean, my 100%, like, my number one thing for you guys to do is probably, like, join a club or, like, find a program that, like, there's other... It doesn't have to be black. Just some sort of minority students that, like, can help you erase, like, the little tiny microaggressions that you probably heard or just, like, seen or you probably developed over the years of being around lots of white people or the majority, you know, the hegemonic groups, like, pretty much. But um, if you don't have the opportunity, then, I mean, I want to say that please reach out to me. Like, I will, I'm your number one cheerleader because I know what it's like and I don't want anyone to go through that. But I just want to say I have hope for you. I have hope for anyone who's listening to this podcast because that means that you're trying to change the world or you're trying to, you know, figure it out and make an impact on this, like, universe or whatever you want to say. But, um, yeah, I'm super glad that you guys listened to it to this point because... That's pretty much what I just wanted to say for my first podcast. I know it wasn't perfect. I know it probably wasn't, like, um, a topic that maybe everyone related to. But it's something that means a lot to me. And it's something that I'm really passionate about. So, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to get out to my next podcast. It may be next week. But I'm in this um, early college program at Spelman. So, it might be a little later. But, um, Yeah. I am actually going to start interviewing more professionals about um, big things that I'm interested in. I'm actually interested in, like, something in the sciences, something to, like, take care of, like, the community and the community health. So I'm going to be, like, interviewing some, either some, like, physicians or I'm going to be interviewing some sort of, like, professional in the health field, you know, um on, like, big topics that people don't really talk about, but they're huge issues in the medicine world or in the world in general. So look out for that. If you guys have any other topics, again, you know my social medias. Reach out and, like, tell me because I'm really excited about this new podcast that I'm starting. But, I mean, yeah, everyone be safe. I hope everyone's having a great day or night. And if you're not, I mean, I hope you wake up the next morning and have either a new good day or night but um yeah be safe everyone nice talking to you guys adios and peace out